Mancino on Samerson and, and Florida. It's the best blonde that you'll have in your life. And great burritos and great service and a wonderful environment. Bang, bang. Okay, but yeah, like he he actually goes to Hemet a lot. Yeah. 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 He goes to Hemet because there's like tons of thrift stores. And that's like where he that's where he says he uh he generates his style. Like he doesn't really have a certain style, but he kind of like blends things that kind of look like they would go good together. But he goes to a lot of thrift shops. That's where he gets his clothes. And there's a lot in Hemet. And so he just comes to Hemet a lot <laughs> for that. The man is odd, but at the same time, he's free. Yeah, no, he's no. Free. He's absolutely free. Like, he's a little odd. But, but can you be free, not that odd? And not be odd? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, what's his name? I know him as Nick Miller on New Girl. <laughs> uh, he was in The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know the actor. Okay, yeah, yeah. that guy is free. He... That movie changed his perspective. Working with Tom Cruise changed his perspective on what he wants out of life and fame. He saw what fame looks like in Tom Cruise's case mm. of like cameras and everything like Constantly that. And pain, he was yeah. like, I don't want that. <laughs> and so he just chills. He just chills. He does some movies. They're not like huge hits. I mean, you, he has like the animated Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. Playing as, you know, Peter B. Parker. But that's, what else? What else has he got? Yeah, yeah. He was in like another show, I think, for Apple TV. Uh, basically, just he does different projects, mm-hmm. but they're not like. He does it to like for the art to collect. Yes. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. And he just chills, and he's he's just free. But you know who is genuinely free is Bobby Lee. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever hear how much he makes? Well, I think a f- ton. It's a f- ton, but. He does not want to know how much yeah. he makes. He hired a guy, I think, like some odd years ago, mm-hmm. to handle finances, and he, that dude handles everything—all the bills, like a phone, yeah. car insurance, mortgage, everything. And he asked him one time, he's like, "Hey, how long can I go without working and still be able to like enjoy my lifestyle?" He said, "The only thing he said was like, you can actually go a very, very, very long time.'" <laughs> Like it's like oh, dude, that right, dude makes so much money. All right, then. but he doesn't want to know. He yeah, I wouldn't want to. Know. I wouldn't want to know. Either. I just feel like I just want him to just like just tell me if I'm getting close to the point to where it's like hey, getting a little tight. Yeah, but like other than that, that's all I want to know. Yeah, just like if I see you, just be like, you're good. That's all I need. Is just a thumbs up. That's it. That's all I want to know. All right, we are gonna go in. We'll start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And of course, with me is my co host, Adrian. And of course, in the control room is our technical director, Mike Cards. Welcome back, everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty Not solid. Bad. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to get in the first weeks where it's actually starting to get cool again. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is cooler than the night, but still done days like warm as hell. Yeah, or at least where I'm at. Yeah, but we're starting to drop down into like the 45s, 40s at night. So it's starting yes. to get there now. We're starting to get those cool, that cool winter sleeping in. Get ready, yeah. guys, because uh, after this weekend, this weekend's supposed to be the warmest. I think of like 82 or something like that. Mm-hmm. From here on out, 
It's supposed to drop down to 70s and 60s and highs and then rainy <sighs> for, for like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's the rain's coming back. That's right. And then the following after that, nice and cool with like more 60s and the highs. So what you're saying is I got to get the pool heater going. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. So another, you know what? I'm just going to stick my toe. <laughs> so just, oh man, just get the pot of water, boil it on the stove, and then just go back and forth. and Just, <laughs> just do that back and forth. You need a couple pots, but we can make it work. By the time you actually finish that, though, it's going to be all cold again. <laughs> The, the physics of that is just, it's too much work. <laughs> uh, but now going into the whole film news, because of course that's what we're all here for. First topic what we have here is the MCU's Blade reboot gets a surprisingly adult rating. It's actually going to go for the rated R. It's going to be the second R-rated production for the MCU. Stoked. What was the first one? Oh, uh, I think what they're counting for is going to be Echo, since Echo is going to be TVMA. Mm. Okay. Well, nobody said rated R. This is the first rated R or the second rated R? So, yeah, or, Echo. Or, or are they covering as well, uh, Logan? They can't. That's not theirs. They can't just sneak that in and claim it's theirs when they had no actual development or production to do with that. Yeah, you can't. You can't just claim it's they can't, yours. They, I know they can't claim it, but it's like, well, it's Marvel technically. <laughs> well, no, technically speaking, because isn't this going to come out after Deadpool? So wouldn't a Deadpool yeah. be the first R-rated film they're going to put out? Okay, there's a whole lot of technicalities we can go into. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole <laughs> So technically realm. speaking, yeah, Blade is going to be their second R-rated film uh, after at Deadpool Marvel Studios. 3. Marvel Studios, yeah. Uh, Marvel Studios, yeah. All right, Marvel Studios. We, we can also count the other Blade movies. And <laughs> do you want to count the other Blade movies though? All I all I want though, the only thing I care about is one if it doesn't have the gratuitous Blade techno music during the fights. <laughs> that's that's the era. Where, that's oh, that era. That, and, that's the '90s, man. You can't blame the '90s and for if, that. If I don't hear gratuitous coat flapping during the fights, if I don't hear. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I want the blades. I want his sword swooshing. <laughs> <laughs> Did him do the unnecessary pullouts and doing the fucking... Where no, like- you you have to have the scene, though, where he's going to go out for his final fight and, like, blade, and they throw up his shades. And it does the perfect flip. Oh, and that's he catches right. It. Huh. You know, you know what with- I'm talking about. Yeah. He catches it without it. looking. Just do- and it's like... <laughs> and it kickstarts the music. <laughs> That was the shit, man. You know, because no matter what fight he gets into, those blades, are, those shades are solid. They yes, never no. break. Oh, yeah, they never break. They hold together without a scratch every time. And day or day, I mean, doesn't matter what time of the day or night, he's wearing them. Yeah. So we knew these stark ass shades. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely so, love it. It needs to have all those elements to be a real blade movie now as well mike actually i have a concern about it being deemed rated r why uh is it gonna be rated r for the right reasons where it's like, just violence yeah is it gonna be violence or just they sneaking like a couple fucks in there i think violence or i hope violence or they just have so they have one it is marvel still so yeah. i don't yeah. know if they're going to go that far gratuitous with the violence i don't know because they kind of tested it with uh, doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and we got pretty fucking gruesome in that one and yeah but still 
It was not there yet. It was just. It was almost there. There was. It was still still safe. safe, Still safe. Yeah. But if you had like, if you had, um, unless they decided the Logan route. Ah, what's what was the name of the hero in Multiverse of Madness where uh, he got his mouth sealed? And he, like speak. He tried to speak. Black and Bolt. He, Black Bolt. Yeah. Okay. So if you had Black Bolt do the same thing, but with a rated R, it would have showed just like the back of his head just exploding, blown out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would have been like okay, rated R, mm-hmm. straight up, or shown oh. like Captain or like Agent Carter getting cut in half. Yeah. Like legit. You actually see everything. Yeah. So I, or, I think we would be able to see that. Or will we get the Logan route just one topless woman? That's it. It's oh, randomly. they that need was to get their. Yeah, one. they need to get their no because. It wasn't random because they had to really showcase this is not going to be oh. your general X-Men film. Yeah. That titty yeah. was necessary. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> right off the bat, this isn't your this ain't your kid's X-Men. <laughs> so we need the same thing with Blade. This isn't your 96 like, look out, bub. No. <laughs> no. You had a depressing Logan that just drove around a bachelorette party who just flashed some titties. Yeah. <laughs> So we need that from Blade. Blade needs that titty, that opening titty. That weird. No, I know where it's going to be. What? It's going to be like those weird vampire orgies. You know, the, where they play yeah, the goth yeah. music and it's like, and you have a random person going in the back. No, and it shows like up, no. random slow motion. Like it's like three hundred, but just vampire orgy kind of thing. No, but you got to update it. Remember, it's modern times now, so now it's EDM. And then you, but then you have like a random beat from like or a random drop sound. Yeah, and it's like from Bob's Burgers or something. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and then the orgy starts, and Blade just walks right through it, unfazed. At that point, it's just the Matrix. <laughs> But I think we're going to see violence in that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely needs to have the violence. Yeah. Yes. We need violence. We need blood. We need gore. All of it. We need all of it. We need a good blade. Yes. We I mean, really I, need a good I blade. I don't need a Wesley Snipes blade no more. Oh, uh, yeah. No. I'm excited to see what this comic accurate blade will look like. Yeah. And not just Wesley Snipes like, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really interesting seeing mm-hmm. that. All right, covering over our next topic, what we have here is the scraped Coyote versus Acme film teased in behind the scenes videos as creators said the Warner Brothers is anti art. Okay, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, so do you didn't know they're going to try to do a live action Coyote versus Roadrunner film, right? I remember seeing something along the lines of like Porky Pig and, <laughs> you know, Daffy Duck. Yeah. I remember seeing that. So this was a production, Coyote versus Acme, that was fully filmed, the all entirety, mm-hmm. and they decided to scrap it just to get another write off. Remember what happened with Batgirl? Yes. Where they were doing that with like another? What was the other film? This is the third film, right? This uh, that they're having for a write off. They did one for Scooby. Scooby Doo, yeah, Scooby. it was Scooby Doo, yeah. So now we have another production film, and now people are starting to get furious with all these productions fully filmed now being yeah. scrapped just for a cheap write-off. Because what? It's, it was a $70 million production, right? Yeah, some production, and they're getting $30 million they're write-off. They're getting $30 million write-off. So it's now, still you're losing 40 Now, I'm reading up on this one that there's a private uh, Facebook group uh, mm-hmm. for the crew members that mm-hmm. worked on it, mm-hmm. and pretty much they're all pissed because of the frustration that the... Hell, they went through to make this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they had to shut down half of the city, half 
sorry, half of downtown for Albuquerque to film. They called in favors for almost everyone they knew in Albuquerque um, to help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got pretty much shit talk like calls from neighbors, business owners, day and night, uh, because they were filming. And so they went through hell. Just they went through hell. Literal. They went through hell to film this thing, like the crew did. And for one of us to go say, well. We don't need it. See, this is funny too because, like, we talked about this recently, Agent. You, you hate production so much with yes. the passion. So, can you imagine you yourself going through this nightmare for production? You finally finished the entire film, and then yeah. the studio is like, "Yeah, no one's gonna see this because we're gonna get it right off." Fuck. Yeah. Oh no, I'll be pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll- I would get like if it was a project that was kind of halfway through then. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you waited that it was finished Mm -hmm. and then you're like, yeah, we're just going to write it off. Yeah, it was supposed to star uh, John Cena. Was this, uh, is this a move to be able to make up for losses from this strike? They need a write off for the, uh, for the third quarter earnings. Okay. Um, It's, even then it's still not a good, to me it's still not a good idea to like, wouldn't you still want to put it up at least on your stream? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, put it back, put it up on your HBO getting, Max so you can, inc- you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's just already done. Get, yeah. It's already done. And you're getting less than half of your returnings. Yeah. For a tax write off. So you might as well just put it out. Might as well put it out and make some money off of it. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, they put it out on theaters. They will make back their 70 mil. Yeah. Even if you don't, even if you don't make above that. Yeah. At least if you can try and break even. You made your money back. That's well, it. The, well, the thing is, it costs seventy million for oh, the production. Yeah. So it's one hundred and forty that they got. Did they find. even put in the scheduling for like when it was going to be released? Did they already get their time slot for their theater release? Like, I how much th- money did they already put in before distribution? Where they're like, okay, if we add the distribution costs, we might be losing a lot more money. See what I'm saying? Is that seventy million before distribution costs? Honestly, I think they could just stuck it on on the platform and then still make their money. And then that is also saying something. How much would they not be getting though? Because we think for for ourselves, like you know, the streaming revenue, they should be at least getting a shit ton of money just from the streaming revenue mm-hmm. by itself. Does that mean that streaming revenue isn't as profitable as what we think it is if they're just straight out refusing to put it up on their streaming platform? It HBO, seems- by the way, which is one of the big three. Yeah, it seems that. Uh- it seems that way. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff be, behind the scenes that we're not being told. Yeah. What's, you know, how the business actually ran, you know, with money wise. Mm-hmm. But to see that, you know, oh man, I'm like, I'm trying to read this article. Like, like I, I, I get the Scooby-Doo yes. holiday hunt because it's all animated cartoon, but it's, this was live action. It's apparently three, it was three years in the making. This film, the director said <clears throat> three years in the making. Uh, only to be told in a single day that all right, we're not releasing it. Uh, thanks for your service, I guess. Yeah, and they never even told him about it. They just he was not the creator was uh, director was not in discussion about no the era, I, apparently no one was right here. The composer as well didn't uh-huh. know. Um, what she uh, composer did the entire film score for the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Price uh did everything. Um. Director, writer, David, no, Brian oh. Duff, Duffmer, Duffel, Duffelfield. Duffield. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand Mike's yeah, yeah. Uh, frustration with weird names. 
Yes. <laughs> why, like, why is it in the business of film that there's just so many like names that you cannot pronounce? And it's not even to the, to the terms of like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just and, these are very interesting last names. Yeah. And, well, they're pretty much saying that this was the best version of like the hybrid film mm-hmm. since Roger Rabbit. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that kind of says something. That really does say something. Man, that Director, sucks, though. Oh, shit. Here goes one. Uh, Director Peter An- An- Ancenio? An- An- oh, Peter Antencio. Antencio. There he goes. This is insane. First of all, fuck a model business. Mm-hmm. Your business model that's insensitive. Insensitive this. All right, sorry. But first of all, fuck a model business that incentivizes this. Secondly, this movie is great. I was lucky to get to see some, and it's hilarious. Oh, and it's hilarious with incredible animation. What a disgusting turn of events, especially with a huge gaping hole in the release calendar. Damn, when you have Dirk say fuck, mm-hmm. fuck a model business. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they have every right to be pissed off about that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because the the amount of verbal hell that you went through to call in favors to everything that you could possibly pull up to shut down half of like a downtown section mm-hmm. yeah. and put up with like the verbal abuse from from very warranted pissed off patrons yeah. and businesses to say like, hey, I know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like we got to get through this. And then finally finishing and be like, oh my God, it was absolute hell. Hated every minute of it, but it was so worth it in the end. And also, they're like, yeah, uh, we're gonna scrap that. <laughs> Dude, imagine the. By this, the way, you're never gonna see it again. <laughs> you're never gonna no, see this. Again. For the people that live out there and worked on this project, amount. Imagine the amount of bridges burned. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You can't call back those favors again. Yeah. No, they're, you can't. They're, they're cashed in. That's it. Yeah. Like I'd be pissed too. Man, that's. See, they they need to figure something out because. Are they even at this point really making money from all this, you know, write-offs? Are they even getting any returns back? Wouldn't it be just better just to it, it, put it, on it, streaming? It would be to me it would seem better that way. Yeah. Yeah. What's scary is the idea that this is actually an option. This can be an actually a full blown option for studios to like, you know what? If we get rid of it, we could get some money back. That sucks. That's that's that's, actually, a un- that's a scary idea to me. That's a that sets forth a very scary precedent of studios from here on out that says like you know what if I'm not feeling it in the end I can just write it off. Yeah. Which I mean it's it's a double sided coin on this one because it's like yeah you can get rid of a shitty film, but but you also have all those people that worked on that shitty film. That's like this situation yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah a lot of people who put a lot of time and effort and passion into your project now it was all for nothing yeah i, I feel for you know who i feel for more what? is those first timers in the film industry who tell their family oh, you got to watch this i oh you know what i'm talking about it's the, it's the first they got their, the wide-eyed ones yeah, uh, they got their feet finally went into the industry and it's like yeah it's my first big production coyote versus acme Parent, like telling their parents or loved ones yeah. everything about it and just find out it gets scrapped. Yeah. You're like, I'm even though my name's like five minutes into the credits, but my name's in there. You guys gotta wait for it. Yeah. And that's it. You're yeah. never gonna yeah. see that. <laughs> Man, that sucks. sucks, yeah. All right. Covering over a last bit of film news before I hit our main film to- our main topic tonight. Nintendo's Shigeri Miyamoto has been discussing the Legend of Shigeru. Zelda film for ten years. 
So it's finally actually happened. They're going to do their Legend of Zelda film within the whole series of Illuminations after the huge success with... Um, live action, by the way. Live action. Yeah. Wait, this is not going to be the um, no. animated part of um, Illumination no, no, Productions? No, no. no this, is, this is a live action. They're working on a live action version. Man, that's yes. even harder. Yes. That's, the, that's what the whole time I thought was going to be a part of Illumination series of the Nintendo films. But if they're going to go for live action, this, man, is going to be so much harder to pull off. Oh, yeah. So this- no wonder the head of Nintendo, the boss of Nintendo, is being very stingy with this. Oh, no, he's being stingy with it, and that's, rightfully so, but it does yeah. make sense. That still, they're going for live action. Yeah. Instead of going animated. They which- should just do the animated route. That is safer and a lot more digestible. Yeah, it is. You can like you can make your characters larger than life. That yeah, way. you really can. Like you can say, what's the name of the villain? Um, Gan- uh, mm-hmm. what's the name? Well, I forgot his name already. I don't really play the games. Uh, Ganondorf. Uh, yeah, Ganondorf. He's supposed to be this massively large figure, right? Yeah, yeah. And compared to uh, not I'm about to be the biggest fucking gamer mistake. Uh, but to Link, mm-hmm. Link's supposed to be like this, like tiny little, little, yeah, tiny little guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Ganondorf's supposed to be this massive ass brute. Yeah, basically whole you know David Goliath situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you can do that live action. Yeah, it's hard to do that live action. So yeah, Miyamoto was saying, regarding the live action film of The Legend of Zelda, I know we face an extremely high hurdle in producing a film that will not disappoint the global fan base, Miyamoto said. With this challenge in mind, I have been discussing this project with A.V. Arad, chairman of Arad Production, and he was one of the big people for the Marvel films um, for about 10 years. So they've been working on this for 10 years, actually trying to get this going. And rightfully so, I can I can understand why he would be hesitant on it. Yeah, dude, it's a huge like I said, we talked about like with the Marvel with uh with a Super Mario film, you know. Yeah, it's huge game. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it, but no one really cares about the storyline. You know no. what happens? They no, just the lore. They don't really care they don't about care about the no. lore. They just want to play the game. The I mean, Zelda fans, though, it's all about the lore. I mean, it's. I mean, Mario is essentially Princess Peach gets captured by Bowser. It's a fat Italian plumber going to go after some princess, and he's going to hop on some turtles and shit. That's basically you it. get yeah. it. And every now and again, he gets into some random other world. Yeah, but Zelda is an entirely different. I mean, there's books. There's books. There's it's, books it's, on it. It's like the Lord of the Rings of Nintendo. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> you're into high fantasy there, buddy. You're into high fantasy, oh, man. It's oh, no, just I, Nintendo high oh, no, fantasy. Oh, no, I, I didn't play Zelda games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no. a, yeah, yeah. Oh. I played very little of them. I'm talking like, I played maybe, dude, I'm talking about maybe like an hour's worth, and that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so still, ha! You just hear this room. <laughs> you hear in this room like 2.30 in the morning. Hey! <laughs> the wine I'm playing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put it this way. Put it this way. I have a Switch. I only have Smash and Mario Kart. That's it. You still be playing Link. <laughs> I'm not. Fucking <laughs> Tanuki, uh, Tanuki yeah. Mario's mine. Tanuki Mario's yours. Yep. <laughs> Tanuki <laughs> Mario and fucking Sephiroth for mm. Smash. Yeah. So with these live action films, they're considering the new f- um, games, right? Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom to be the main substance they're for s- the story. That's what they're saying on here? Yeah, or, that's oh. what they're saying. Okay. So okay. it doesn't look like they're going to go, you know, OG, OG, original storyline. Like I said, it's too many games. It's, yeah. it's such a huge story. Like, you can't... You got to pick you, one. You got to pick one. And you said this before, because it's how, like, different the stories are. Yeah. 
people are going to get very picky what's going to be in there, what's not going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, okay, like, his complaint was that uh, even though the uh, the Mario movie was financially successful, yeah. they didn't like the reviews on it. Yeah, it had mixed reviews. Mixed reviews, and they didn't like that. I would get that. I yeah. Get and yeah. they want this movie to be fucking Oscar-winning, yeah. top-of-the-line film. Mm-hmm. This is but, this is Nintendo's, like, two major properties, isn't yes. it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's the problem, is that this has so many different types of stories. Mm-hmm. You first have to pick one story, then you can have the fans complain that how come you didn't pick the other one? How come you didn't pick the first one? How come you didn't pick the newest one? Mm-hmm. Um, that one's better. No, this one's better. You can have the- we want an Ocarina of Time. Well, we want, you know, so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. The, um, Twilight Dor- Prince is whatever. Yeah. yeah. Would it be better to start in a place where it's most somewhat recent and then work your way kind of back into mentioning things like that? That's the thing that their fans... You gotta remember, fandom are anal about every little detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about Star Wars fans. Yeah, you I know, can see that. you know, if they're if you mess up one character, they lose their shit. Yeah, that's true. Same so thing with Zelda gonna fans. Be, it's gonna be the exact same way. If you don't make the princess look a certain way, act a certain way, uh, if he doesn't move a certain way, if he's if his belt buckles are wrong <laughs> color, <laughs> wrong know? color, yeah, they're gonna pick at that. Yeah. And also, they also we come across this one problem. That we always say this: the uh, what's the cosplay of the movie? Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing that I worry about. I don't think I can sit there for an hour and forty five minutes and not fucking laugh at that costume outfit in live action. And he's, in real life, yeah, Link's outfit is fucking ridiculous. It is, yeah. It's uh, a fucking Keebler elf with a sword. Like, come on. I did see. Uh, <laughs> A rumor that uh, Machine Gun Kelly wants to play Link. <laughs> Dude, he could want to, but doesn't even get it. Come on, he, it's good to want things, yeah. but you're never gonna get it. <laughs> it's good. It's good to want. Yeah, it's good to want things. Come on, man. Just, get, just buy yourself a costume and get a camera, and there you go. You, know, you can do it yourself, man. No, just do it at home. Play it at home. You can be Link all you want at home. It's not on the screen. Uh, who can you see, though, playing Link, though, in a I live I swear action? to God, if someone says, Timothy Charlemagne, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to fucking lose it. I'm going to lose it. If someone says Tom Holland, I'm going to fucking Those lose it. Those soft eyes. God damn it. You know what? We need a... Uh, damn, I forgot. Damn, the joke's all messed up because I don't know the name of her. Uh, Rachel, what's her name? Ze- Zellweger? Ze- Ze- oh, Zegler? I would play Zelda. I know my kids are so much crash of the franchise. God damn it. Talking about no man, bro. Talking about the princess doesn't need to be saved. I have a feeling like if that were to ever happen, hypothetically, if it were ever to happen, yeah. uh Miyamoto. Yeah. It? Yeah. Um Miyamoto would probably kill her. <laughs> like he do, they don't fuck around with this. Like, oh, that's the thing about Nintendo. They like, do not fuck they around. They do not fuck like, around. Snow White is one thing, but this is Nintendo, and they will just she'll just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> just so people know that how powerful Nintendo actually is. Yes, they have made channels disappear on YouTube simply because they didn't like it. Yeah, that's but, it. They just don't like someone. They de- they delete their videos. That is a very powerful industry. Yes, so definitely. They gave permission to do a sound. Uh, what's it called? The orchestra for Pokemon. They gave the good graces. Oh, yeah, good for it. Nah, we don't like it. Never mind. And then sued. <laughs> sued. Gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, nah, I would. Don't fuck around with that. Yeah, I <laughs> would. If you're really... doing it, then you're doing it. Yeah. 
So, I mean... It's going to be interesting, man. I really would have loved to have been animated, not... See, yeah, I really prefer animated than yeah. live action. Well, I also re- because I get my movie that I wanted. The uh, Smash. You want the Smash? I wanted the Smash movie. Of course. Don't think about that. Come on. You got first Mario, then... We're still getting Donkey Kong. Don't forget that. Uh-huh. That's true. And I mean, it still doesn't mean that they're not going to still do their live action Legend of Zelda for Illuminations universe. So, you know, it still have the but, chances for that. But is Illuminations a a uh, animation studio? That's yeah. That's uh, under Universal. But it's under Universal. So wouldn't Universal be the one making the film then? I mean, Universal's not doing shit with it. They're just licensing out to Illumination to do all the heavy lifting. Let's be honest. For, but it, for but cartoon really make, shit like I that, guess. Yeah. I you guess. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess, but it is an animation studio, which I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I guess we'll yeah. see. I have no. I, I, normally, I would say I have no. I think Universal, what they want to do is turn Illumination into their own version of Marvel Studios. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And picking up a huge property like this will be the perfect reason to do that. Yeah. Think of how much money that... I see. I think that's the true end goal for Universal is to ter- turn Illumination into their own full-out studio like Marvel. Yeah. Also because of another thing too is um, that just I just remembered too mm-hmm. that makes sense that they have this and they're trying to make it live action is because the theme park uh, in Florida was talking about expanding their Nintendo Land mm-hmm. and adding a Zelda portion of it. Of course. Of really? course. So, because remember, it's not called Super Mario World. Yeah, it's, it's Nintendo, just Nintendo World. Because the idea they're going to be piecing more and more to it. Yes. Yeah. So it makes sense that they're doing live action. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to cover over our main topic tonight, which is the huge SAC Afra reaching a tentative deal with yep. the AMPTP. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hit our break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with you guys. And we are back, covering over our main topic tonight. SAG-AFRA reaches a landmark deal with the studios, and the ratification vote to start Tuesday will go forward. Holy shit, this has been so long in the making, waiting for this deal to happen. It's been, what, 118 days, right, for the strike? Yeah. The longest ever in the history of Hollywood. This is God, unheard of. Damn, 118 Especially days. for actors. Yeah. I know. Yeah. $6 billion in the hole as a result for the strike. That yeah. could have been way less. Way less had they just been more forthcoming. No, mm-hmm. no, dude. They need to They've starve them out. Like, <laughs> you got to starve them out. <laughs> cannot believe someone actually said that. We need to starve them out and, until they're homeless and they lose their homes and mortgages. Little do they know they're actually doing this to themselves. For real. <laughs> like, dumbass. So they haven't fully disclosed the 80-page summary full agreement. No, they haven't. No, not yet. But they did announce that there were some of the deals that they did agree to move forward. And, of course, they couldn't get everything that they wanted, particularly with the AI stuff, which was one of the biggest holdups that was causing for the deals not to go through. Yes. Yeah. So let's go over a little bit of like what they've got from this deal. Uh, the biggest one was AI mm-hmm. that they said, that, and they protected their rights of their usage that they need. Not only that, the studio needs permission to use the actor's use of AI, mm-hmm. and they have to disclose what projects those AIs uh, would be used for. So Did they, they win on the deal with dead celebrities? 
Yes, they have to ask permission. Okay, yeah. So they that's have what to it is. So same as before, when you're supposed to ask the family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because they were well, trying to hold the state. They were trying to circumvent around that, right? Yes. Yeah. So what they were doing here, there was a bit on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the hell are you? Because I know they're trying to. Well, like, well, how it is already beforehand is where you're supposed to ask the families or the estate. The estate, yeah. To borrow someone's image mm-hmm. uh, because it's been you know a trend. I don't know trend, but. Well, since the since uh, a, uh what's it called a uh, 3D animation is mm-hmm. James Dean for some reason he's the one that can, I don't know what's their obsession with James Dean dude made like three movies and that was like, <laughs> I don't know they were like he's got more in him he's got so much more talent that we can use it's like dude's dead though yeah, he's dead <laughs> like there's not really much audit- auditory <laughs> like auditory footprint for you to use yeah could have you can't do much with him. But yeah, I mean, not only with the AI stuff, but they also won in regards for the wage increases, which was the biggest point yes. for a lot of this deal, is to get that huge increase, which what we saw, what I think they're now on the first year, they're going to get a compound increase of 11.28%. And then yes. following afterwards with consecutive years, you're going to get a 3.5 increase, which that'll hit all the way in July 2025. Yeah. So this is a huge bigger pattern than what they expected before what i think they were given what seven max increase um it was increased from seven uh four Mm -hmm. yeah it was seven and four yeah so that's a huge tentative increase from what they were getting before and also on the bonus they are gonna get a piece of the pie from the streaming licenses too Mm-hmm. So they will be getting money from a lot of that extra streaming money that the studios were going to hoard and hog to themselves. I don't think they got that full coverage. I think what they're going to get is I think it's a bonus increase of 120 uh, $120 million in the streaming budget. I know originally they're asking for 500 million. Yeah, yeah. But studio said no, absolutely yeah. not. You're not yeah. going to get that much mm-hmm. of an increase for your streaming budget. But at least it is something yeah. that they're going to start getting more profit from streaming rather than just the initial payout and then we're done with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot better because, I mean, obviously before streaming, mm-hmm. you had to pay people on, you know, what's it called? If they sold the, the film to airlines or television mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and somehow because it hit streaming, they didn't have to pay nothing. Yeah. It's odd. But yeah, it's a good thing that now they're getting paid for what they, you know, but does it cover every actor or just the ones that qualify for? That's the one they have not disclosed yet, whether it's going to cover every actor or not. Um, I mean, they did have a, a bunch regarding background actors. Yeah. What was that with the background actors, too? Uh, well, so some of them was having to do with a pay increase mm-hmm. of uh, their daily rate, mm-hmm. having to go from uh, 187 to $207 a day okay. the rate uh also included oh that's right also includes the first increase in contribution caps for the pension and health plan in 40 years which is expected to generate 100 million dollars over 3 years so they're going to get benefits okay finally oh, yeah yes. all the benefits but this one was the one that really kind of screwed they really kind of like fucked up is that so you have series performers um oh sorry going back to the background actors mm-hmm. uh increase the number of background actors as well yeah. matching east coast. east coast right yeah yeah so whereas right now i think it was limited to like 50 
it would match to roughly right here. Let's see. Oh, actually right here. Uh, the new agreement will step up that in New York level of 25. Oh, sorry. Hold on. The deal also increases the number of background actors who must be hired on union terms on the West Coast to equal that number in New York. On a TV show in L.A. or other West Coast cities, only the first 22 background actors on any project are covered by the contract. The new agreement will step that up in the New York level of 25 on features that L.A. minimum was has only been 57, while in New York it's 85. Okay. So they're increasing the number of uh, contracted union background it's actors. That, yeah. Okay. Increase the number of day rate pay. And this one's actually pretty interesting too. A series perform series performers will also get a maximum relocation allowance of five thousand dollars per month, up to six months, right? Yeah, an effective increase of one hundred and fifty three percent, according to the union. Yeah, because they weren't being paid. They weren't being paid right for no. relocation fees. They weren't being paid to like relocate. So if you had a if you got hired on to do a series mm-hmm. in like Albuquerque. But you live in Van Nuys, mm-hmm. you relocating was out, out of your, your pocket, out of your own pocket. Yeah. So, and just to kind of put that in perspective, five thousand dollars right now mm-hmm. is hundred and fifty three percent increase. What that is total? He's doing his math. Mm-hmm. So about so that would have put you negative twenty six hundred. Oh, there goes twenty six. So oh. you would have had to pay twenty six hundred a month. Damn. Yep. And you're losing that much money until you eventually get your first check, which who knows when. Yeah. Yep. And on a salary rate of $187, depending on how many days that you're working. Yeah. Let's see, 187, let's say like times four, times that by four. So already that's 29.92. So it's like, okay. It's uh. It's uh. But you're not no, doing okay, that great. No, okay. no. What you're forgetting is, which most people don't understand is, Yes, they had their rates, which it went from one seventy. Was it one seventy? Right, the day day uh, day rate one eighty seven. One eighty seven to two. What was it? Uh, one eighty seven to two hundred seven. Okay, um, which might seem like a bigger jump, but still, if you still take remember, these are you get this is a ten ninety nine uh, contracts. Yeah. yeah, so you still got to pay roughly around if I'm mistaken, I think like over like thirty percent. Mm-hmm. In taxes, but now that you actually, but now that now that you have an allowance to relocate, yeah, along with an actual paycheck, you yeah. can work, yeah, and okay. not be like, well, shit, I'm like I cannot afford to live out here. I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna live out of a car, yeah, you know, which just sucks. That that's a common thing you hear in Hollywood now, yeah, that they, you know, they all live out of their cars, cars or you know, it's like they're glam, they're like they're glorifying homelessness. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. They yeah. really are. Come with us as we do like van camping. We go over here. You're homeless. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're essentially homeless. A lot of this stuff that's, you know, they've got does help out a lot, mm-hmm. but they haven't, like so they haven't released the entire list. Yeah. I mean, they've shown the small things. So of course we have, you know, contract achieved important gains for hair and makeup equity yeah, and all kinds of small stuff. Oh like yeah. That. Like that one. I like that one. The, the hair one. The, yeah, I mean, it does make sense, you know. You're if you're gonna have any type of film that has any type of diverse cast, people have different hair, they have different skin type of stuff. So yeah, people are gonna show up differently on camera. Some hairstylists don't know how to work with black people's hair, and you need a so someone who knows how to work with that type of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, they yeah. that's one yeah. thing they're asking for that more diversity. Um, 
eliminate uh they're trying to get rid of inappropriate wigging and paint downs which means another words, is they're trying to get rid of anything that's like obviously like blackface or yeah uh uh you know the white guy with the fro to make a joke mm. making sure that you actually have the appropriate hair yeah they get the appropriate matching hair of of your character of your character yeah, yeah. Uh, one that I thought was interesting is that the deal included a uh, eight page limit for self tape auditions. Okay. So eight, eight pages max for auditions. If you get callbacks, it increases to 12 pages. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that seems fair. another one as well is that actors must get their script pages at least 48 hours before the submission deadline. So they have to have time. So it's like, oh yeah, twenty four hours. Yeah, do I don't it. have to learn this overnight. No. and try to get it down. Yeah, you get a minimum of two days to be able to learn it. Okay. And this one was also an interesting one. Um, like you were talking about, like requiring hair and makeup for diverse performers, mm-hmm. but also intimacy coordinators for scenes involving nudity or simulated sex. That is a very important deal that they needed in there. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, it's it. A lot more studios now are having those intimacy coordinators on set because yeah. it's a lot more cheaper than having to pay someone to deal with all of that than to deal with a lawsuit. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't do things right, if you are very inappropriate, if something goes wrong or, you know, if actor says this actor did something wrong, you know, it's a big problem with that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's smarter to have an intimacy coordinator on set to properly gauge with those sex scenes, especially we heard about the whole nightmare stuff that happened, you know, with Game of Thrones and other type of stuff, shows like that. Yeah. Like that's a, uh, that's just, that's just so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like. Who does that? People are pervs, man. People yeah. are pervs. Yeah, people. I Hollywood mean, has a lot of pervs. Yeah, they they do. It's it's. I don't know, like I've like I've seen behind the scenes like a couple other movies. Yeah, and there's literally like scenes where like like where the main actress gets topless mm. and she's literally just walking around like topless the entire time. Yeah, and they you could tell like she's trying to make a joke out of it, but she's but still uncomfortable. You can tell they're yes. uncomfortable. Yeah, like get the blanket. And even it's then, the- I thought. I've always under the impression that whenever they did nude scenes or sex scenes or anything like that, they had pretty much, they closed down the sets totally to the minimum. No, no. I mean, that's, that's becoming more common practice, yeah. but no, back, back then, you know, yeah, 30 to 40 dudes in their middle age, 40 to 50 years old, smoking, standing around, watching some 22, 23 year old girl. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting the... I mean, you yeah. even had like Christian Bale in American Psycho. Yeah. Like when it came to his shower, his nudity scene. Yeah. Every every woman mm-hmm. on set came for that specific scene. Yeah, and there and people talk about it's like, well, you know, it's your job, it's professional. Everyone's being professional. Not all the time. Everyone's no. not always. The nah. reality is, we talk about how professional these type of shoots are. People aren't being professional with that shit. No, no. that's the got, reality. You gotta remember, these are normal ass people still. Yeah, these are not, you know, high class. Uh, no, if you look at some of the gaffers, how they look like, how they <laughs> act, uh, lighting crew. Like, if you see anybody that just any heavy lifting, uh-huh. the way they act, no, dude, it might as well be construction. Yeah, yeah, might as well. So it's one of those things. Like, yeah, that's absolutely necessary to have that per- type of person on set. Yeah. Let's see. What else did they have? They had a... Uh, it was quite a bit more. that they yeah, struck through, that they did announce that they got through this deal. My what? question is, though, what the things they didn't get? They did not get a uh, a cut of the profit from streaming services. 
Like as a whole. As a whole, okay. As a whole. So like whatever profit that uh, executives making from the streaming surface as a whole. It's still theirs. It's still theirs. Okay. They, so I, they tried to get like, um, I think they tried to get like 7% of it or some some low number like that. Mm-hmm. And they said no, like absolutely not. So they tried to lower it to 5%. And then lower to three percent, and then something where it was like fifty three, fifty six cents per like subscriber, yeah, or something like that. And even then, they were like, "No, we're not doing that." I, I get it. I, I get. Actors I get don't it. get a piece of the company profit. of the company profit from the script subscription from the actual streaming platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. They should get their residuals from their individual movies, but they shouldn't get an actor shouldn't get paid more money or get a piece of the pie because their film increased revenue streams for more subscribers. Like, yeah, it, it helped out, but they, they don't deserve that piece of the pie. No, this is where it gets real tricky because as well, because remember we're talking about like, all you know, per viewer, they're mm-hmm. trying to get per view of their, even though they asked for per view for the movie. Yeah. We don't know how, what it meant by per view, which means if it doesn't mean when you click once for five, for two minutes and turn it back off. That's true. Is it like, is it by clicks? Is it by length of how long the viewer watches the film? Or do they need to watch it all the way through, or, or at least more than half to mm-hmm. be considered a view, or are they get paid per minute? Yeah, I think they're trying to see if they're going to get paid per minute. And it's 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 a lot. Unfortunately, it is a lot to to still break down. But yeah. they do now. Studios do now have to disclose streaming revenues now yeah. and streaming numbers. So I think them now having disclosed that information, it will lead the way to paving for better opportunity for actors to get a piece of those pie of, you know, that streaming revenue, because now you're actually seeing the tangible numbers of how much their projects are actually providing for these streaming services. So I think eventually you're going to start seeing more core cases of stuff happening later down the road. Actors trying to get more of that streaming money, man. It's it's about the streaming money now. It's all about streaming money. It's, like I'm trying to see both sides of this, of the arguments. I'm trying to see like yeah. you know, from the studio side and the actor side. I'm trying to see both sides, and I get it where it seems like all oh, the the actors are getting more greedy because they want more mm-hmm. out of it. But yep. at the same time, I do see it as like, you know, if they're pretty much putting everything they can into this one film, what's gonna hurt by divvying out less than half of the of this of the earnings? Yeah, and it's still the big issue of how much of an increase in profit. Hollywood has basically gotten over the last 10, 15 years and how it still seems they're cutting back less and less for other people to have a share of that pie. It's just, it's like, what are you, what are you accomplishing for hoarding that much money? Nothing. Like what, what massive movie projects are you investing in? That's again, that's where it gets like tricky. Cause like I could see like the hoarding part where like when we say like, what can, what are they hoarding for? mm. Then I'm thinking about the exorcist situation. Like, like, I wouldn't have a problem if I saw that money still being flowed and circulated through the company for better purposes. You know, maybe more warehouses, more studios, more, mm-hmm. you know, actual people to hire, you know, administrators. Like, it would make more sense if I'm seeing that money tangibly being used to excuse why they need that $35.4 billion annual increase as a, you know. Yeah. It it make more sense if you're actually seeing that money being used, but, but what instead, is the, it's yeah. just used to pay your board members. Yeah, if you're making that much money, use it properly. 
excuse to use to receive to be making that much money. Don't just let it sit. Like, what are you doing with that much money? Yeah. You're you're literally just are you investing in new productions, new property? Like, what are you doing with all that money you're making? What made that your you move? Excuse that you cannot pay increase your actors and people. Just a bunch of smogs, man. That's I mean we I mean we all know what Hollywood is. You know, yeah, greedy executives, producers, directors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have agreed. Uh, it's unfortunately it's a it's a what's it called a it's a. Uh, give and take game Mm -hmm. with Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, you have this one right here, kind of going back, it talks about the AI Mm -hmm. uh, of the, the dubbed zombie claws of what, what it would have been used to uh, essentially make or essentially give studios the permission to use the likeness and AI generation of actors and actresses who have died and use them for projects. Mm. And this was one of the offers that they offered because uh, both sides had to offer their their last, best, and final offer to each other mm-hmm. for the proposals, and then see what would what would stick, which ones they liked out of each one of these ones. Yeah, and then but none of them worked because all of the the AMPTP proposal said it would have required studios to pay to secure AI scans of Schedule F performers. Actors who earn more than the minimum rate for series regulars and feature films. However, the language of the offer would also allow studios to reuse AI scans of dead performers without the consent of the actor's estate or SAG-AFRA. David Slack, who was a TV writer and producer, said that the zombie clause is obviously reprehensible and grotesque, and it also makes clear that no member of SAG-AFRA is safe from studios' greed. That hill is not worth dying on. Studios, yeah. give up. You can use that AI technology so, for so much better other uses. You don't need to bring up the dead. Just let the dead be dead. Yeah. I mean, you can still do it the way you've done before. Just ask our family for permission. If you really, if that's so crucial that you need that celebrity in there, it's like... Ask that whoever's the state, or yeah. just ask for that. Just pay for that. It's like what? But here's the thing as well. As I was thinking about that um, again because we don't know until everything's released. Is let's say you know they're only allowed to do this if they get permission from the family. Yeah. Is it a one and done deal where it's, it's they're only allowed to use it for that one project, or are they allowed to continue to use it for infinite amount of projects? Because now they got See, hold. Of I the, think that's what they're trying to. I think what they want to do is put it to contract to contract basis. Mm-hmm. So they can really work and sweeten the deals for themselves to actually get a hold of licenses and properties to hold on for a very long time. I don't think they want like a blanket rule across Hollywood. Like you can only use it for one project at a time. I think they want to leave it for per studio per deal, but they're trying to keep it in there to be allowed Right now, it's not allowed. You have to do the old-fashioned, like you said. You have to talk to the family and get the rights from that or the estate. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how to circumvent around that. Any possible means. Like, you really want James Dean in this movie. It's something about James Dean. I I don't get it. I don't get it. Neither do I. Like, they just... Whoever had the thought of a movie involving James Dean, but then he died prematurely... Just and, holding on to and that. Just holding on to that for just dear life. Just won't let go. Oh man. Well, you guys got anything more to add this before we fully close out? I mean, this is this it's finally happened. The deal finally hit. So I mean, we're actually gonna see Hollywood eventually move forward and go back to work. 
Does that mean we're not going to see those god awful movies involving like voice acting actors or actresses voice acting for dogs or <laughs> yep. animals? Yeah, like we're not going to see nine lives. My thing is, it's going to be interesting next like two to three years from the fallout from all of this. Yeah, what kind of projects we're going to see? I know. That's what I'm trying. Like, I was just looking up to see, like, who owns certain estates. Yeah. Trying to see if, like, oh, it's, you know, but it looks like it's, like, it's still, like, a, like, a battle. Like, if you were to go, like, let's say, met, like, one of the final right now is Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. You would have to go through, like, two different people to get permission to use her likeness. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, and even then, they've, they're, they're, uh, like, they're holding on. One is, like, a uh, acting coach, Lise Strasberg. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Marion Chris. And they belong to them and they just, you have to ask those two people. But what I'm trying to find out is like if you had to, if someone owes through a company or through family members. Mm. But uh, at least for a while, we're not going to get that all dead celebrity movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. That would be something else. Like, so the only time I would actually like that, not I'll say like that, but I would like, okay, it's a pretty good idea, is like, if it's a period piece, or what's it called? Like, if you're making a movie based on the 1940s, mm-hmm. and you're doing something about Hollywood, and you need for you need one of those actors to walk past you, or just to make- so A quick cameo. Quick cameo. Okay. Yeah. Let's ask the permission for the family. Let's get them in there. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But I do not want to see James in the next Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Lead role. Okay. Hold on now. <laughs> By the way, no, we can't. <laughs> no, no. The way he died, we were, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it'd be pretty dope. <laughs> just imagine it. What if? Here's a fucked up part. Okay, here's a here's a messed up thing. Okay, we're about to censor this entire shit right now. So, do you remember back in the day when it's like when an actor or actress would pass away? But they were in the in the middle of a movie or something like that, mm. or they just wouldn't be involved. They just have somebody come in completely different and play that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just like same name and everything. Like that is the new person. It's like the actress that was in the Mummy, but she wasn't in the third one. Mm-hmm. You know. But they're like, oh hey, here you are. Like yeah. this is you. What if they did the same thing, but for the Fast and Furious? But they didn't bring back the AI projection of Paul Walker, but they used James Dean, but they still called him O'Brien. That's a whole new level of fucked up. That is. That is a whole new level right? of fucked up. Like, that's a whole new like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, they went above and beyond for just to fuck over people. How that's messed, a whole new level. How that messed up with that? That is really fucked that's up. That's a whole new level of evil. Like, God damn it, that's, you went beyond. Like, that's the nail in the coffin. That is. That, that is it. That is your staple of like, I know, yeah, you run that studio. The one that showed James Dean take over for, for O'Brien. Yeah, that was fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I need to disrespect multiple families. <laughs> Going above and beyond. Oh, man, that's something. All right, well, we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious your thoughts on tonight's topic. How you feel about SAG after finally reaching a deal with the studios? Do you love it? Do you hate it? You, keep, you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Junior YouTube channel. If not, we'll put this up on our open on our forum on our open website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film-related news. We put out episodes every Wednesday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash redbandpodcast. And as usual, before we fully exit, Mike has those last end notes for you guys. Yes, all the different ways you can be able to listen to us. We've mentioned it before, but I will do it again. Uh, you can be able to find us on Spotify, Apple Music, but especially head on over to the Apple Podcast app where we will be under the Red Band Podcast. R-E-D-B-A-N-D. You should be able to find the screaming microphone. Head on over there. Consider leaving a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And if you know somebody that may like it, then share it. You know, Share it with them. I'm sure they would really enjoy it. Well, we got different topics to run through, you know, same ones, uh, different ones for different people. So see what they see if they enjoy. Also, we have our YouTube channel where we also have various episodes of these uh, podcast episodes uh, live. Uh, currently not at the moment for this half of the season, but we're coming up to it soon. So I know we've been saying that, but it is coming up soon. I promise you it's coming up. So be prepared and you'll be able to see a little bit of our newer set, temporary new set. It's like a set 1.5, I guess you could say. It's, it's, it's not 2.0. Oh, it's just right in the middle. You know, it's like, it's like it's like Kingdom Hearts, you know, where it's it's not three, but it's like two point five. Three hundred and fifty-eight slash two days. Yeah, <laughs> but but at the same time, it's not quite the third, but it's not the second either. It kind of happens like after the after the first. You know. You know. It it takes place before the first one, but after the fourth one, but in between the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our set. <laughs> that's our set right now. So soon, you'll be able to see them soon in Layman's Church. You'll be able to see it. Uh, but we do uh, have that YouTube channel, so consider heading on over there. Like, subscribe, share with a friend, leave down a review of what you think we should cover next or what you think we've missed. Because, I mean, we, there's a lot of news that kind of came out this past week or so. So we want to be able to hear it. Uh, let us know what you think we missed. And, of course, our Patreon account. Head on over there because we got... Some ways for you to subscribe. I, I, I didn't say that right, but we got a Patreon account for you to subscribe to. <laughs> so head on over to the Patreon account and subscribe for uh, some some cool stuff. You know, we got uncut episodes as well as lost episodes you'll be able to listen to. And more subscribers equals more content. That's what the word is. Sorry, my brain's kind of froze there. It's just I know I'm I'm a little bit a little bit rusty. I don't know why I'm just. It's not on Friday. That, that's why. The, yeah. day, the day is messed up. It's, we're off a little. We're off a little. So I'm off a little. So, But yes, head on over there and consider subscribing to that. And I'm just going to throw it back before I just screw up anything. It up, yep. before, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Take it back. All right, guys. You heard from Mike. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.